0: Praise the Lord. We're ready to go. Okay. Okay. Oh. Let me get this cranked up here. Praise the Lord. Oh. Oh. Do 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 right, do That's a praise report. Notice how it jumped up there like it's supposed to? Praise God. Okay. No, skip it. Hallelujah. Okay. All right. uh, Here's what we're going to do this morning. Uh, Like I say, we've got laid out. Here's beginning to end. And I'm telling you, you can just pick a spot and you have to admit that's history. That's history. Even these things here. Paul, servant of Jesus Christ to Timothy. You're copying a letter. It was a letter. It was not like, this is spiritual book number four. No, it's not. It was a letter, and you're getting to see it. Wow. Okay, Romans was written to a church. First Corinthians, Corinthia. I mean, Corinth was a place over there. If you go over to Greece, you'll find it. Anyway, Genesis to Revelation, entire history. Okay. Now, uh, when you look at Genesis here. You've got uh, yeah, roughly about 1,800 years from creation all the way to when Abraham and his descendants, they wind up in Egypt. Okay, Then they get out of Egypt. You know that. Moses shows up here, and you've got Leviticus, and you've got Numbers, and Deuteronomy. Remember, Deuteronomy is a speech. They are at the promised land. They're fixing to go in, but not until Moses passes away. And he does, the last chapter. Joshua takes over, not by chance. Moses had already prayed and says, Lord, raise up somebody else. And the Lord says, okay, I got Joshua. Joshua will. Prepare him. And so anyway, Joshua does it. They go in the promised land. But Moses had already told them in Deuteronomy, you can read it for yourself, your days will be short. What? Yeah. And he promised them. He made made them swear. He said, the mountains are listening to you. If you will worship me, everything's going to be fine. But if you choose these other gods, you're going down fast. And God said, I'll see to it. That you go down fast. You know, I'm taking I'm take away. If you're not going to worship me, remember one of the first, well, it was the first commandment. You know, first commandment was, thou shalt have, my well, second one, thou shalt have no other gods before me. Praise the Lord. Whatever. Okay. So it went down fast. All right. Judges was a mess. They were all running for their lives. The other nations had basically, Israel came in, conquered the promised land. Then they started worshiping idols and all of a sudden the Canaanites fight back and they're running for cover. Okay. Now. You skip on out of that, and you get to Ruth, uh, a little short book, a little story. What happened to her? She was in the land of Moab. Anyway, when she comes back, she married, uh, Ruth's uh, daughter-in-law, Naomi, married Boaz, okay? And Boaz was great-grandfather or grandfather of David. So now you can see the time frame between here and here and here. And then remember what we discovered last week in Second. Uh, no, it was 1 it was Kings chapter 6 or 5 or 7 or somewhere else. Solomon gave us a date. When he built the temple, it was 480 years after they got out from underneath Pharaoh. Now, I'm going to skip a little bit further. And we're going to go past. You have Saul was the first king. David was the second king. Solomon, then Abijah, a short time. No, no. Uh, Rehoboam, then Abijah, and then there was Asa. During the, during the years of King Asa... Uh, There's another king that showed, well, actually his son, Jehoshaphat. So about six kings down, uh, there's an incident that took place that we all know these people. We've heard them before, but that's when this happens right here. So let's go over to the book of Jesus, we'll say. We're going to go to Luke chapter 4, and we're going to pick up on, my goodness, this must have happened because Jesus said it did. Of course it did. Luke chapter 4. Oh, let's see. Let's get down here to it. You can see where. The devil took him up on a high mountain there. Now, let's see. Let's pick it up in verse 16. Notice this history, 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 history. It didn't say, I'm going to make a spiritual point, spiritual point. This is a blah, 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 never happened story, but we're going to get the gist of it. No, it's nothing. no gist to any of this. So, this is Luke chapter 4, verse 16. He went, he came, when he came to the village of Nazareth, where is his boyhood home, he went, as usual, to the synagogue on Saturday. Let me stop here just a second. Pennsylvania, where they make Martin guitars. Guess what it's called? Nazareth. The Indians must have named it that. No, they didn't either. When we came over from England and Germany, whatever, man, we named it that. Why? Because we believed that this stuff had happened. I right, let's keep going. Uh, he went, as usual, into the synagogue to say his church. He went to his church on Saturday. Stood up to, look at that. Read the scriptures. What are we doing? Same thing. The book of Isaiah, the prophet was handed to him, and he opened it to the place where it says, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He's appointed me to preach the good news to the poor, sent me to heal the brokenhearted. You know, he was sent to heal you and I. That's the reason he healed them all when he was here. You can send him away if you want to. Yeah, but it's back problem, Richard. Or it's, it's man, I got a tumor, a brain tumor. Oh, yeah, you're, you're drawing the line. It's like Jesus talked to this guy one time. Jesus, he, Jesus asked this guy in John chapter 4, 5 right now. He says, you know, oh, you, know, you, you want to be made well? Well, I have nobody to put me in the pool. Jesus said, you want to get well? It's up to us, not him. Anyway, it the captives shall be released, the blind shall see, and the downtrodden shall be free from the oppressors. And also, I'll add to this. And also, some things don't work out. And you know, when God says no, that's not in there. It's called good news. We've made it bad news, trying to trying to be politically correct. Somebody stumped their toe. We don't want to make we don't want to make them feel bad. You know. I'm sorry, somebody stumped their toe, but. You know, praise the Lord, ask the Lord to help you not stump it again the next time. I've stumped mine a bunch of times, but praise the Lord. I've also walked through the kitchen before and felt it glaze by, and I thought, praise God, I missed it. Hallelujah. Thank God, you know. Instead of going, well, you know, whatever will be, will be. And be like the hippies and the Beatles. You know what I mean? The Beatles go, you know, whatever. Or, or even, what's her name? K Sarah, Sarah. Yeah, Dorsey, whatever will be, will be. I'll never pray to thee again. Because just, if it's the Lord's will, it just happens. No, it doesn't. It doesn't happen. He closed the book, handed it to the attendant, sat down. Everyone in the synagogue gazed at him intently. What's he going to say? Look what Jesus said. God, Jesus, hold back on this. He said, these scriptures came true today. All who were there, oh, oh, who were amazed by the beautiful words that fell from his lips. Now, I don't think they were talking about it was so beautiful here because in the next two verses, they're going to throw him off a cliff. They are so mad at him. What they were amazed at was he said, I'm him. It's all been fulfilled today. They said, how can this be? See, notice the wording. This is Joseph's son. I mean, come on. I mean, come on. This is Dustin. You know, we know Dustin. We know Dustin's dad. Look at this. Then you'll probably quote to me this proverb, Physician, heal yourself. Meaning, why don't you do some miracles in your hometown, like you did over there in Arab? But I solemnly declare to you that no prophet is accepted in his own hometown. Here we go. We're going to go look at this story. For example, remember how Elijah the prophet Jesus, 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 you're so silly. We're not so sure Elijah ever lived. That's where people have trouble with miracles in their life and stuff like that because they they don't, they don't, they've bought into this thing. It's just like the fake news. You know, they they say, oh, this never happened. It's fake. This is not fake. The, the, Elijah the prophet used a miracle to help a widow at Zarephath, a foreigner from the land of Sidon. There were many Jewish widows needing help in those days of famine, for there had been no rain for three and a half years, and hunger stalked the lands. Interesting, watch that three and a half years. Jesus, you're, you're, you're getting yourself in trouble here. Yet Elijah was not sent to any of them. Can you imagine why he was not? They're worshiping idols. Anyway. Uh, or think of the prophet Elisha. Oh, no. Now Jesus is authenticating two of them, which is a short part of history that you see. It's not a long one. Elisha and Elijah were not like whoa, whoa. No, you read the history, and you got it. it's all there's to it. I mean, they've written a song because these are the days of Elijah, and it's like, where did he get that from? He just—it's a cool song, I grant you that, but it's—it's it's got nothing to do with history. It's, it's funny. <clears throat> went back anyway. Or think of the prophet Elijah who healed Naaman, the Syrian. So that's why we know, well, that must have happened. Rather than the many Jewish lepers need to go. These remarks stung them to fury, jumping up. Now, they're in their home church. Can you imagine? What if I made you all so mad? I'm not bringing these dad-burned donuts anymore. You know, you know and said something nasty, whatever, and finally, and, and as for Phil, I want to, you know, y'all get mad at me for saying something to Phil. I mean, what if I just did that, you know? That's what happened. This was his home church. They knew his dad. Look what they did. They mobbed him, took him to the edge of the hill on the city, which was built, to push him over the cliff. I tell you, as a young person and growing up, I'm 58 now, I had never heard this story. I read it myself, and I thought, I heard Jesus go to the cross, but I didn't know he was heading there <laughs> a little early. Man, hey, we're going to kill him. But he, look at that. He walked away through the crowd and left them. Anyway, if you keep going, he went back to Capernaum, boom, 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 miracles, miracles, miracles. All right, let's go back here to this story here, and, and it's easy to find. Certainly not hard. Okay, let's go to it's. Uh, I'm going go to go First Kings, and I think it's 17. We'll see right here. Let's look. Watch this. Here we go. Boom. He just he just shows up right here. There was in chapter 16. There there's some story about the king going on there. So let's pick up right here. We're going to pick up with Ahab. Remember Ahab? You know, that's where uh, you know uh, Ray Stevens got his Ahab. The whatever. You know his little funny song. Whatever. I mean that's, that's where you get that word from. Anyway. Elijah the prophet from Tishbe in Gilead the, uh, told King Ahab, As surely as the Lord God lives, this is in uh, 1 Kings 17, oh, The God whom I serve, there, will, there won't be any dew or rain for several years until I say the word. Wow. What was going on? Now remember, Ahab was so wicked. He was a very wicked king. <gasps> Everybody was worshiping the stupid cow. Oh, the cow got you out of Egypt. Bull. Yeah, really bull's right. Okay. All right. And the Lord said to Elijah, Go to the east and hide in Cherith Brook at the place uh, east where it enters the Jordan River. Drink from the brook and eat what the ravens bring you. For I have commanded them to feed you. Wow. Yeah, good old Elijah. Not us, but good old Elijah. This is you and I. Don't identify with stupid King Ahab. Good grief. No. So he did as the Lord told him to and he camped beside the brook. The ravens brought him bread and meat each morning and evening. And then it ran out. And then the Lord taught him what it was going to be like to not have any food. No, he didn't. He always had something. Praise the Lord. Watch this. But after a while, the brook dried up, for there was no rainfall anywhere in the land. The Lord said, go live in the village of... See, Jesus knew, didn't he? In the village of Zarephath, near the city of Sidon, there was a widow there who will feed you. I have given her my instructions. She wasn't even in Israel. She was like way over there in Kentucky somewhere. She wasn't in Alabama. He said, there's a widow there and I've instructed her, I've, I have given her my instructions. So he went to Zarephath and he arrived at the gates of the city and he saw a woman there gathering sticks. Let's see what happened. Let's get the history here. Don't look for some hidden spiritual meaning. Oh my gosh, you know, there's something spiritual about gathering sticks. Do you see it? I see it because I'm the pastor. Yeah, you're making up stuff. This widow was gathering sticks and he asked, for her, he asked her for a cup of water. As she was going to get it, he called her and says, hey, bring me a bite of bread too. But she said, I swear by the Lord, your God, that I have not a single piece of bread in the house. I've only a handful of flour and a little cooking oil in the bottom of the jar. I was just gathering a few sticks to cook this last meal. Then my son and I must die of starvation. Now, I know some folks have jumped in and said, yeah, but the Lord's going to make her give and it's going to... don't jump into that. Don't jump into that. The Lord had already did what? Commanded her to take care of him. So it's not about giving to be given unto you and all these little secret little things. I mean, you're supposed to give anyway and you'll receive. Watch the history and don't jump ahead. She thought, this is the last I got. I'm going to die. Notice what Elijah says. Okay. So anyway, Elijah said to her, don't be afraid. Go ahead and cook that. Look what he called it. Last meal. Cook that last meal. But he said, bake me a little loaf of bread first. And he didn't quit. He said, and afterwards, look at that there will still be enough food for you and your son. For the Lord God of Israel says, there will always be plenty of flour and oil left in your containers until the time when the Lord sends rain and crops to grow again. Now notice everybody didn't die in Israel, even though it was a severe famine. Now they wanted to cook each other. Horrible things were going on. Stories like, well, we cooked my baby last night, and this woman said, uh, we would cook hers the next night and the king was up there walking on the balcony and this woman screaming at him saying help me and he says what's your problem I can't help nothing these things are going so bad and she says well my friend she, we cooked her son last night and she said we'd cook or whatever we cooked my son last night and then she said we'll cook uh, uh, mine tonight and the king was like oh my god and that's in this same story right here And he was mad as a hornet as Ahab that's how bad it was they were eating each other okay but anyway, people still survived. But look at this. The Lord took care of them. So she did as Elijah said, and, and she and Elijah and her son continued. Look at this. They continued to eat from her supply of flour as long, uh, excuse me, and oil as long as it was needed. For no matter how much they used, there was always plenty left in the container just as the Lord had promised through Elijah. Isn't that sweet? Too bad it's not for us today. It is. It's all ours today. Look what's happening. Praise the Lord. Wow. But one day, the woman's son became sick and died. Oh, man of God, she cried, ha, what have you done to me? Have you come here? Look at look what she says. To punish my sins by killing my son. Now, she was, notice she wasn't saying, you know, I'm perfect, you know. She knew she'd made mistakes. And she said, what's all this? He said, "If you come to kill my son? You know, punish me by, uh, by killing my son. Look what he did. Give him to me. Notice he didn't go, antennas up. Let me see. Let me see if we should pray about something like this. You don't want to get, don't, we don't want to play God here. That's why we're in such a mess, have a little bit of problems, nobody prays anymore. Well, I don't know. God's not a candy store. He is. That's exactly right, Lord. He's the best candy store we've ever had. I mean, can you imagine? We're not, we're not going to break God. Yeah, but I need a million dollars. So God's got a whole lot more than that. Praise the Lord. Man. Gee. Okay, anyway. Give him to me, Elijah replied. He took the boy's body from her and carried it upstairs to the guest room where he lived. Boy, I tell you, Baptists wouldn't. We'd have pulled this out of the Bible. Should we, the Deacon Board? We don't need uh, Elijah, Lord. We're gonna help you here on this one because men don't need to be living with a widow at this house. Oh, but he had a private bedroom. Nah, we can't have that. We're not. We're skipping the history. We can care less about any of that. But churches have built their whole life around that. My husband has never been seen with another woman. Jesus was seen with a lot of women. We just have to shut up. We're not going to talk to women. That's stupid. You know? Jesus jacked up the disciples for not believing a woman who had seven demons in her, Mary, when she said, I saw Jesus. The, Mark 16 says he, King James says he upbraided them for their unbelief because they believed not, you know, their, their words. Anyway. <clears throat> Anyway, back to this. Give it to me. He took the boy's body from her, carried it upstairs to the guest room where he lived, and laid the body on his bed. Then he cried out to the Lord. Now look what he says. Oh, Lord, my God. This is just leverage. This is what you do. Why have you killed the son of this woman with whom I'm staying? Okay. Now, we have whole books on this. Like you hear me say, well, why did this happen to me? Why did this? And we just leave it there. Instead of knocking on the door and waiting for the answer. Instead of, oh, I, I have my reason. I, the Lord told me that it, this was why. No, the Lord didn't tell you that. Praise the Lord. You stay there till you get your miracle. Stay there till you get your miracle. Look what Elisha did. Elisha. And notice this. He said, notice uh, what he did. He stretched himself upon the child three times and cried out to the Lord, Oh my God, please let this child's spirit return to him. And the Lord heard Elijah's prayer, and the spirit of the child returned, and he became alive. This is why I like the Living Bible. Watch this. The Lord took him downstairs, gave him to his mother, and look what he says. See, he's alive, he beamed. Well, of course he would, and she was ecstatic. stack. And now I know for sure you're a prophet, she told him, afterward, and whatever you say is from the Lord. Now, hold up a second. What did we just see right here? We saw it says, the Lord heard Elijah's prayer. Notice what else we heard. He says, uh, uh, he told King Ahab, surely as the Lord lives, the God whom I worship, serve, there won't be any dew or rain till I say the word. Guess what? Jesus' brother wrote about this story. Chapter 5. Look down here, verse 16. Look at that, 17. Elisha. Oh, Elisha. These are the days of Elijah. Whatever. I know the song. I like it, but it's kind of weak. Okay. I mean, look at the verses. Where do you substantiate these verses? It talks about the Lord's coming back, riding on, we need him now. We know he's coming back, but he's here with us. Okay. Great song. Mostly foot stomping stuff. You want this? This is what you need. Watch this. Elijah was a completely human. was was as completely human as we are. No, he wasn't. He was anointed by the Spirit. You are too. And Elisha, Elisha, behind him, had a double portion. Same thing. And yet, when he prayed earnestly that no rain would fall, see, apparently he believed that story too. Look at that. No rain fell. There it is. Jesus said the same thing. Three and a half years. Then he prayed again. Oh, yeah, that man of God. I'm going to get that book and read that. Oh, holy man of God. It's just ask the Lord. That's all you got to do is ask. Watch what he says. He prayed again. This time it would rain and it poured down and the grass turned green and the gardens began began to grow. Wow. Okay. Oh, I missed the part right there. The earnest, uh, oh, excuse me, let's see, yeah, verse 16. Admit your faults one another, pray for one another, that you may be healed. You mean that work? Yeah. The earnest prayer of a righteous man has great power and wonderful works. Notice he didn't say, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. No, he never said that. He said, you're just like Elijah. Okay, now back to the story. Where were we at? We were at uh, 1 Kings, we were at 17, right? Yeah. So now we're going to jump right to the next chapter. Here we go. It was three years later that the Lord said to Elijah, Go tell King Ahab, I'm going to send rain. So what does he do? Takes off. So Elijah had been sustained the whole time, taken care of, just like you and me. He went to tell it. Meanwhile, the famine had become very severe in Samaria. The man in charge of Ahab's household affair was Obadiah. Now watch this. Look at this. Who was a devoted follower of the Lord. So you got Ahab a real loser, and right beside him, his sidekick loves Jesus. Once when Queen, who's that? Jezebel. See, that's Ahab's wife, Jezebel. We know all about her. Had tried to kill all the Lord's prophets. Obadiah had hidden a hundred of them in two caves, 50 in each. He fed them with bread and water. The same day Elijah was on the way to see King Ahab, the king said to Obadiah, we must check every stream and brook and see if we can find enough grass to save at least some of my horses and mules. You go one way, I'll go another. We'll search the entire land. Why? They're trying to get a little bit of grass to save these mules, horses. So they did. Suddenly, Obadiah, he saw Elijah coming. Obadiah recognized him. He fell on the ground. Is it really you, my Lord Elijah? He said, yeah. Now go tell the king I'm here. Now look what Obadiah says. Now this is a praise report for Obadiah. He says, oh please. He says, look, what harm have I done to you that you're sending me to my death? Now what does he mean by that? For I swear by God that the king, see the king's mad at Elijah, that the king has searched every nation, every kingdom on earth from end to end to find you. Each time when he was told Elijah isn't here, King Ahab forced that king of the nation, grabbed him by the throat, (laughs) make him swear to tell the truth. And now you say go and tell Elijah's here? As soon as you leave, the Spirit of the Lord's going to take you off somewhere. Who knows where, and Ahab comes and can't find you, he's going to kill me. And yet, I, look at this. He said, I've been a true servant of the Lord all my life. No one, have you, has no one told you about the time when Queen Jezebel was trying to kill the Lord's prophets? I hid a hundred of them in a cave. So here we go. Rehearse that again. Okay. I fed them with bread and water. And now, you say, uh, and now you say, go tell the King Elijah's here, sir, if I do that, I'm dead. Wow. Notice we didn't have to translate that as a King James Version. Man, it would have been a mess. I'd have done a pretty good job, but we'd have lost about 15 minutes. Okay. So Obadiah went to tell Ahab, Elijah had come. Ahab went out to meet him. Now, before we get any further, just stop a minute. When you're playing with your best friend, girls, guys, whatever, we've all done this. And you're teasing, you're going, yeah, well, you're a, you're a, big, old, you're a big old jerk. You know, we're just teasing, whatever. Sometimes you might do it to somebody you don't like. And they tell you, well, you know, you're the biggest jerk in the world. What do you say back? Oh, you're talking about yourself. You know, remember that phrase? Elijah's speaks, you know, we got to cut out all this political correct and being nicey, nicey, nicey. That's not what happens in the scriptures. Look at this. Ahab, so it's you, the man who brought disaster on Israel. Ahab exclaimed when he saw. Look, look what Elijah said. Oh, you're talking about yourself. You're talking about yourself. For you and your family have refused to obey the Lord and you've worshipped Baal instead. Now bring all the people of Israel to Mount Carmel. With 450 prophets from Baal. Look at that. there was another 400. 400 prophets of Asherah, that's another god, who's supported by Jezebel. Okay. Uh, then Elijah talked to them. How long are you going <clears> to <throat> waver between two opinions, he asked the people. Now notice what he's saying. If the Lord's God, follow him. But if Baal's God, follow him. Elijah spoke again. I'm the only prophet of the Lord who's left, He told him. Baal has 450 prophets. Now bring two bulls. The prophets of Baal may choose whichever one they wish and cut it into pieces, lay it on the wood of the altar without putting any fire under the wood. Now, come Rich, I've heard this. This is a kid's story. No, it's not a kid's story. A bunch of adults are here. Jesus recognized this. And I'll prepare the other young bull lay it on the wood of the Lord's altar. No fire in it. Then pray to your God, and I'll pray to the Lord. The God who answers. See, this is where we have your friends. Your friends pick up on this, and they go, You know, Janet's got to be right, because she said she prayed, and the Lord fixed it. I remember she had troubles a year ago, and the Lord's fixed them. And the same thing with me. you know. And that's how you get them. They realize, praise the Lord, your God is God. Okay, anyway. Then Elijah turned to the prophets of Baal. Hey, you first. For there are many of you. Choose a bull and prepare it and call on your God, but don't put any fire under it. So they prepared one of the young bulls, placed it on the altar. You know the story, but let's keep clicking through it. We're just going to stop right here when we finish this. Oh, anyway, and they called on Baal all morning, shouting, Oh, Baal, hear us. But there was no reply of any kind. They began to dance around the altar at noontime. Now, Elijah, you can't do this. Don't make fun of the Muslims. This is where we've lost our fire. Don't make fun of Buddha. Richard, come on, even Hare Krishna. And I'll be Nice. Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. Go into all the world. Preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not, well, he'll be okay. God understands. No, one he said he'd be damned. That don't sound good. We've got to tell the world. And that's what Elijah was doing. These were his brother Israelites, and they're all worshiping this moo-moo out there. Moo. And this stupid Baal thing that the Amorites and whatever. Anyway. Notice what Elijah says. He's he's getting with it. Hey, why don't you shout louder? He probably can't hear. Look at that. Catch the attention. Perhaps he's talking to somebody. I love this. Richard, that's not Christian. Listen, it's your Bible. He's sitting on the toilet. You flip over to the King James and you wouldn't get it. But it's the same thing. Same thing. Or maybe he's on a trip. Or he's asleep and needs to be awakened. So they all shouted louder as their cousin. Then they started cutting themselves. Here you go. Same thing today. Young people, whatever, old people too. Man, I was at the Emmaus thing and I couldn't believe it. The pastor, his, his daughter, terrible. I couldn't believe it. It was part of their little praise report of how they found her. But the daughter was in the bathroom, cut herself all up. What the heck was she cutting her for? The devil. The devil tried. He wants our blood to be spilt instead of what? Jesus' blood was spilled. We're not just spilling of our blood. God told him from the beginning take a lamb, don't cut yourself. Dustin and I both are losers in the sight of Jesus without the blood of Jesus. It's not our blood wouldn't do any good. It's the blood of Jesus. But even in our lost position, our blood wouldn't have mattered. But these idiots, they think, oh, I'm going to bleed myself. I'm going to cut myself. They shouted as it was. They cut themselves with knives and swords, and the blood gushed out. They raved all afternoon until the evening sacrifice, and there was no reply, no voice, no answer. Oh, but that's our God. Because sometimes he answers yes and no and no, it's not our God. Even the dogs get the crumbs. You hang in there and get it. Okay. Then Elijah called to the people, Come over here. All the people cried around him. He prepared the altar of the Lord that had been torn down. Remember that Mount Carmel, you know. He took twelve stones. What was that for? Twelve tribes of Israel, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, their kids, represent all the tribes. He used the stones to build the Lord's altar. Wow, look at this. Okay? He dug a trench around it, three foot wide, around the altar. He piled wood on the altar and cut the young bulls in pieces, laid the pieces on the fire. Hey, fill four barrels with water, he said. Pour the water over the carcasses and wood. And after, after they had done this, he said, do it again. They did. Hey, do it one more time. Man, this thing was drenched. The water fell off the altar. At the customary time, now where have we heard that? Morning sacrifice, evening sacrifice. Yeah, but what did I do wrong? You're just a descendant of Adam. The blood has you covered all the time. These people had gotten so far, they weren't doing the morning sacrifice and the evening sacrifice. Elijah knew about it. He walked up to the altar, and he's such a holy man. No, we've already discovered that all of us are the same holy man. He said, Oh, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, Jacob, you can say, prove today. Now, doesn't Psalm 34 say, taste and see that the Lord... Yeah, it's open invitation. Anyway... Prove to me, prove to today that you are the God of Israel and I'm your servant. Prove that all I did is at your command. Oh, Lord, answer me. Answer me so that these people will know you are the God that you have brought them back to yourself. Suddenly, boom. You know, I'm scratching my head here because Jesus already said this happened. You know, yeah, but Lord, I mean, it had to be. Let's see, let's get Hollywood involved here. At that very moment, a thunderstorm. See, Hollywood's a bunch of losers. It's not Hollywood. Now, why is it that the supernatural is electricity? That's not even supernatural. They always show, like on Ghostbusters. (laughs) And I like Ghostbusters. Electricity, I mean, come on. It's smoke. It's goo. (laughs) We got all kind of explanations. And the whole time, we've got, just because you can't, blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. There's so much that we haven't seen there's angels in this room that are huge. Praise There's angels that are huge that are with you when you leave this place. Suddenly fire flashed down from heaven. Burned up the young bull. Look at this. The wood. Look at the else. The stones. The stones? Yeah. The dust. And even evaporated all the water in the ditch. And when the people saw it, they fell to their faces shouting, Jehovah is God. Jehovah's God. Then Elijah told them, grab the prophets of Baal. Don't let any of them escape. And he killed them all. Wow. All right. He sees them. Elijah took them to the Kishon Brook and killed them there. Then Elijah said to Ahab, go home and enjoy a good meal. No, she didn't say, (laughs) Now, are you going to be a Baptist or not? My God's bigger than your God. No. He just showed out. He said, go home and enjoy a good meal, praise the Lord. And he says, for I hear a mighty rainstorm coming. Where's the rain? Ahab prepared a feast, but Elijah climbed to the top of Mount Carmel. Got on his knees. Here comes his prayer again. Oh my, I wish I could be like him. You already are. you got to realize all Israel, well, there were 7,000 they had, but a bunch of them weren't even praying anymore. That's the reason they are in this mess. Elijah's just doing what we're supposed to do. With his face between his knees and said to his servant, go, go look toward the east, I mean toward the sea. Do you do that in your life? When you pray, are you like... Let me go check my bank account. Are you watching? That's what we're supposed to do. This is not Mickey Mouse stuff. When you pray, you're supposed to look for the answer. I mean, why go through all this rigmarole if it was just going to happen? We've already found out in James. James said the same thing. Elijah prayed and it wasn't going to rain. And He prayed again and it did rain. And he said, you can do the same thing. Okay, here we go. And he said to his servant, go look out toward the east. I mean, toward the sea. He did and he returned to Elijah and said, I don't see anything. Elijah said, go again and again and again seven times. Something about that holy number seven? That's what it is? No, keep reading. You'll miss miss the whole thing. Struggling over seven. Okay. I'm going to the mailbox seven times. When I bought my seventh car, I opened the drawer and there was a $100 bill in there. I need $100 every week. I'm not going to wait until I buy the seventh car. God's special number. Oh, really? I don't think so. Finally, the seventh time, his servant told him, I, I saw a little cloud about the size of a man's hand rising from the sea. Elijah shouted, Hurry up, Ahab, and tell him to get in his chariot and get out of the mountain, or he'll be stopped by the rain. Sure enough, the sky was soon black with clouds, and heavy wind brought a terrific rainstorm. Ahab left hastily for Jezreel. Now, look at this. And the Lord gave, Hmm? What? He you imagine this? Now, I know Dustin and Alex and Aaron are there. Man, they... They got some speed, but they would agree, Ain't a way, you're going to outrun a horse. Look at this. Even if it was slowed down with a chariot. Look, look at this. But this is all ours. Ahab left hastily for Jezreel, and the Lord gave special trick to Elijah so that he was able to just like, what is that thing y'all watch? Flash. He's he's going, hey, king, see you there in a minute. I'll, I'll make sure you get an extra set of mashed potatoes there. Whatever. And he was able to run ahead of Ahab's chariot to the entrance of the city. Now, that's not the end of it, but we're going to stop right there. All of this, every bit of that from Elijah, from Elijah all these things, it, they're ours. It's ours. And you see what was going on? These people had gotten so far, they, they quit reading their Bible. These are, these are, shall we say, Jesus people, but they quit reading their Bible. And then we can have people like us in the Bible Belt. And we, well, I went to church, Richard. Yeah, but, but what do you believe? Well, I believe that I can be a better person. And, and we don't believe, it, it is, like Gideon said, where's all the miracles? Well, God doesn't use miracles. You've got to have the miracles, praise the Lord. How else are you going to keep a tick off Melody? I mean, praise the Lord. I mean, you know, all these goofy things coming on. I mean, the Lord will help you, praise God. Anyway, let's stop. Father, we just thank you for your word today. We thank you, Lord. If we're not feeling good, you'll take care of that. What's healing to you? Praise the Lord. And well, we just thank you, Lord, for that. And if it's financial, you'll take care of that. Glory to God. Just like you took care of Elijah, that, that house there, and it never did run out of food. Praise the Lord. And if it's something else we didn't mention, Lord, it's just something else on our heart, and we got some problems somewhere on the horizon, oh, God, get us out of that in the name of Jesus. And that didn't leave anything left but for us to tell others what great things you're doing in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Okay. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah.